Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. It is great to have you on the program, as always. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Juju Smith-Schuster. Thank you, sir, for your service. This episode is also brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. You need some Cleveland Browns gear? Of course you do. You know right where to find them. That's S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. Today's episode, Raleigh and I are joined by our good friend Tom Seipel, a.k.a. Seipel Strong, to break down the gong show that happened in Pittsburgh Sunday night. Let's get right into it. Let's go. And we are live. Oh, buddy. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> this is going to be... <laughs> Turn the music up. Uh, play oh, sweet music. Bye, Juju. Bye-bye. What a magical... I, I I am so pro Juju Smith and what he did for our... Well, oh, my gosh. We'll get Wait, it. We'll talk about him. Just but, let the yo. music play. Let the music play. Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. I'm your host Raleigh, joined by co-host Kevin and honorary co-host, kick-ass dude Tom Seipel. How we doing? Seipel. My bad. Seipel. 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 Hey guys, nice to be here again. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, last but most importantly, Tom Seipel, as I think the next intro with Tom will have to go. But Tom, sir, good to see you. You look great. We're all on video right now. Glad to have you on. And gentlemen, the, the, the Browns won a playoff game. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't don't, don't say it like that team. If somebody would have said at the beginning of this year, hey, the Browns are going to get into the playoffs, I'd say, that's incredible. Thank you. If they said, and they're going to win a game i'd say stop you're full of it but then if they said and that team that they beat they're going to beat the shit out of them and it's going to be the steelers at heinz field i'd say okay this is just two games in a row yeah that's the that, thing that's crazy true. oh my goodness oh my goodness i have been laughing so hard nonstop. i don't so i watched the game I couch in Chicago alone where I've had the most luck this season. And I didn't realize my TV was behind uh, like 30 seconds. So my phone started blowing up Me too. with, with just F bombs and OMGs and I, like in all caps. And I was just like, Oh my God, Oh my God, what just happened? And then I look up and raise it. Then it happened. How did that start like that? Because we 28 to nothing. And I didn't even finish a beer. Because the big man's looking uh, out for Tom. Same thing here. Somebody sent me for a sure. message and they're like, hey, I think we heard your voice. 
in the pregame like intro. And I fast or I rewound it, and I'm like, no, that wasn't me. And then I get a message, dude, we scored a touchdown. I'm like, how? We just kicked the ball off, and then all of a sudden saw that first play, and it was insane. In a much less dramatic version of those tales, I was watching with my wife and one of her coworkers is a Steelers fan. I guess they were texting and I got a we were delayed we were delayed too and Keiko's wait did the game start and I was like whatever somebody just texted you I don't want to hear about it but then I'm like on pins and needles cuz you only text when it's something I'm like god what did they do what did they do I see the kickoff and I'm like he's going to take it to the house he gets like brought down at the 25 I'm like okay we're still not out of this and then it happens and it was just like oh my goodness so let me that brings up a good point and I got a few of those too, Raleigh, not wives, Steelers, coworkers. I want to ask you guys, Tom, we'll start with you. We have been through everything as Browns fans. It's no surprise. We all know this. What was your reaction? What was your feeling at the end of the first quarter being up 28 to nothing on the road against Big Ben in the playoffs? I mean, it felt great, but honestly, it felt like it was still zero to zero, you know, in my mind. Because yes. I know that. We've had we've had some uh, history of some bad luck every once in a while, and and I just <laughs> no leads big enough lead, and I also know that like a lot of teams we like going into our preven and and often we uh, stop playing to win and try to save that that uh, lead, and yeah, I was I was freaking out still. It, it could have been forty to nothing, and I was not gonna not gonna let my guard down. Raleigh. That, that's a nail on the head it was obviously you're overwhelmingly happy but i'll be damned if i think in my head that it's a done deal my phone was blowing up with people like oh my god they're doing it and i just wanted to like i wish i could have sent like a, a punch you in the face emoji to like each person uh -huh. i just <laughs> didn't read them i was like what the hell is wrong with you first off yes it is cool i'm not complaining about this healthy lead that we have have this early in the game but it's also setting up for the greatest nightmare of all time and i was on uh not joe flacco's podcast yesterday he was when the steelers started like making the move making their run he was like oh my god he's not a browns fan but he's a a friend of the community he goes <laughs> what are they gonna call this if they blow this like they've already got red right 88 the fumble the drive what are they gonna call this and i'm like yeah no that until that nightmare is no longer mathematically possible, there was no settling of my heart. Same. Well, People that I, I didn't even if, know had ever... Go ahead, Tom. I didn't know if you thought about this, but during the, the game, I kept thinking back to the Cowboys game earlier this year, where the Cowboys, when we played them, yep. they were supposed to be pretty good, and we were up by 30, and we almost gave that one up towards the end. And I was like, oh, this is bringing flashbacks. Hmm. Yep, that's exactly right. At the end of the quarter, I had people texting me that I didn't even know watch football and expressing their OMGs. And I had some people texting me congratulations. And I, Raleigh, I went in on some, like, I got in an argument with a couple people. Like, I just said, guys, it's still 0-0 zero, zero right now. And that's the thing. And even my Pittsburgh friends, some people are, were amazed still that Browns fans were still horrified. And this is not... Shouts out to the boys on that team. Congrats to all of them. This is nothing on you, fellas. This is the – before you guys all got here, we were all uh, 
tortured for many years. So that's what it's we're PTSD. It's to PTSD, do. It's PTSD, and we're sorry. It's what we were conditioned to do. Yeah, so that's what we do. And especially, yeah, good points on the, the Cowboys game. You know it's going to come back. When a team gets up that much that quick, you have to brace because that other team now is just going to be gunning the rest of the way. But I got to say, uh, first of all, congrats to Alex Van Pelt. Uh, you know, maybe a couple, you know, a questionable challenge here and there, whatever. But, hey, he's a Cleveland native. He grew up a Browns fan. That man was essentially crying at the podium after. Couldn't be happier for him. Um, and shouts out to Great our guy, Joe going. Woods. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Woods nailed it with that plan. And, and, that and, couldn't some, guy named Blake. and some guy named Blake. Blake. Yes. Oh, shout yeah. out to Blake uh, Hans. Blake Hans, <laughs> who Baker met, I think, in the huddle prior to that first play. What an absolutely outrageous uh, string of events there. The fact that that morning or the day before, we didn't have a lineman and we needed an extra lineman just in case. So, Barry, who's friends with the Jets GM, they made a deal, so we signed a guy off their practice squad because you can't fly and then play without quarantining, but you can drive and then play. So he got in and drove the seven or nine hours to the hotel from New York to Pittsburgh. This is the, the lineman, Blake Hans, and he got his number called because another guy went down. Um, and just uh, he got in there and he balled out. Baker didn't get sacked. We won. We were up 100 to nothing at one point. Baker so, wasn't touched. No, no, no. no. His oh, jersey, his jersey was crisp. After we got to get, we got to get the Blake on the podcast. Once Watt and Hayward came back and they didn't touch him. That's amazing. I mean, you got to get oh. Dunn and Conklin and Lamp credit for those big boys missing out a game last week yep. and yet couldn't lay a finger the on. Joku threw Watt like a rag doll out of bounds at one play. And I was just like, I mean, this is a complete, it was a complete decimation of that team. And now I will say a lot of people out there, Browns fans, let's be real here. There's a reason the Steelers are one of the best franchises in pro sports. There's a reason they've had three coaches in the history of their franchise. We've had three coaches in the last like, you know, 18 months, the people that are out there saying they're done, they're never coming back. That you're out of your mind. They're just, these guys aren't going to fall to a two and tw- or two and a fourteen team or anything like that. Um, but that all being said, there's a lot of question marks that team has on moving forward. You know, Ben right now is scheduled to be the highest paid NFL player next season. They got to pay him. They got like ten free agents. They got to pay Watt. So they're in a salary cap nightmare, and they're in no position to get one of the. I don't think they're in a position to get Ben's replacement. Big knock on wood because, I don't nope. know, Brady was drafted in the fifth. But <laughs> it's uh, – uh, it's I, I'm, I'm pumped about the uncertainty that they're going through. Like you said, they're not going to be a 2-12 and 12 team. I just want them to be a 6-10 a and 10 team. It'd be nice to see them beat us a regular old team. Yeah, I agree. But then the Steelers will be like, oh, we've gone 8-8 eight and eight a, b- a bunch of times. Yeah. Well, what about what about do you think Ben's coming back in the first place? I mean, oh, well, you know, his contract's up, right? Uh, no, he's got one more year for the forty-one mil. But Pouncey retired after the game, and Pouncey and Ben have been linked together this whole time. They always said, you know, once I'm playing until he retires, and vice versa. So who knows now? That is, you know, Pouncey didn't really have a great year, but you know, when he's on, he's one of the best centers in the league, and he's thirty-one years old too. Even though we're not huge fans of him, Mason Rudolph last week played a heck of a game and he called out. 
he balled he can out play like that. I mean, he he has an arm on him sometimes. Yeah, unfortunately, all that Tom Seipel energy actually helped the other team a little bit as well. We weren't thinking about that one, but hey, we'll <laughs> yeah. take it. Yeah, it was residual Seipel. They were just they were just poaching off of. So <laughs> it's such a classic Mason Rudolph thing to do. Good call, Kevin. Um, dude, if Big Ben retired, first off, like you said, Mason Rudolph annoyingly good. Granted, it would be different when he had a year under his belt, or I don't know when people look up the films against him, but. He looked pretty good against us that first game. He was making a lot of throws that I don't think the well. current Ben is making. And I, not to pat myself on the back, it's not like I declared it. Maybe I did declare it on last week's episode. Who knows? But I definitely thought it. I thought Ben was maybe a liability, and he was. I mean, he still threw 500 yards, but, you know. That stat is something else. Um, well, however, I wouldn't mind seeing him again next year. But if he retired after a record of what is it, twenty-five, three and one against the Browns, with that <laughs> being the last game, that would just be that would just be such a cherry on top. And I hope so badly it comes true. I think Bake is not three and two against the Steelers. We're on our way. Um, quick math, quick math. Stefanski's two and one. It's a new world, baby. New world. Baker put up. All right, Baker got three wins against him this year, one loss this year. Last year he split it, so that's three and two. I think he's three and three. And his rookie year he lost the one game he played against him. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but three and three. It's a hell of a lot better than we've been doing against the Steelers the other entire two decades. Did you guys see kind of off topic? First of all, we didn't play the Steelers four times this year, Riley, but it's okay. I see your point. Uh, you guys see Dernis Johnson's video that he made, the documentary that came out today or yesterday? I did. I posted it. Like, people forget. I forgot. This guy was literally on a fishing boat working as a fisherman six months ago. Now, when he returns, that guy can flat out fly when he takes those kickoffs and goes. You talk about a guy that, you know, he knew how to make money, support his family, so he, wouldn't got, he didn't make a team, he wouldn't got a job on a fishing boat, and then said, I can't do this, I got to try this again. He tried it again, and now he's on the Browns. So if you guys haven't seen that yet, look at his Instagram, look on YouTube. I think it's like a 15- or 20-minute documentary, but it's something else. Uh, and I, I, I can't go play-by-play play on this, but I do remember several times throughout the year where he was given the ball. I feel like um, the Colts might have been one where he had some explosive plays, like a first down converted that was desperately needed. Like, mm-hmm. he is good. He's just behind Chubb. Oh, and Chubb uh, out. He had some big plays. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, – what do you guys have – I want to go last on this because I've been thinking about this, but do you have your favorite play of the game outside of the snap? Well, I guess you can say the snap that was biffed, but favorite play of the game. Tom, you first. Man catching me off guard um <laughs> suckers i'm going last i thought about this last night uh i would say victory formation for me man i mean that, that just says them kneeling down and the Steelers. Yeah. that's that's goosebumps that's, that's goosebumps just, you know it's done yeah that's real that's that's between that's that and the camera that, that pans over Big Ben sitting on the bench, you know, when it said final, and I took a picture of the screen. That that that's part of that play. 
Yep. That's him crying or something. I think my favorite play. God, I'm going through all of them. I mean, the red wine interception, but waiting for that kid to do something big this year, and he did. Defense just balled out, but I, I'm going to go with Chubb's touchdown. Chubb's touchdown. Was that in? Was that the, I, I oh, walked yeah, out of my room for like a split second, and he scored as I walked out of the room for a split second. And so I took that is I should just stand in my hallway the rest of the game, but I didn't. But that's the play I remember probably the most from that game because I the second I walked out of my room is when it happened. I'm kind of mad at myself for setting this whole question up where I put you guys on the spot and ask for your favorite plays and then realize I don't know exactly, exactly when this happened. Cause the night it did get a little bit of hazy. There was a lot of stress induced and celebratory drinking, but you know, per usual, I, I think this may have been on that drive, Kevin, but there, there were a couple drives in a row where the Browns were three and out and the Steelers were answering. That's what caused you to walk out into the hallway. That's what caused me to scream into a pillow with the fear of the nightmare there. But there was a third and eight or third and six down play where Baker just threw a dart to the tight end he needed to. And it was just like, oh, my God, we got a first down. We have the ball. And then he just starts churning some first downs. And it was like a throw that mattered so much that was so routine. It's like the old Browns, they don't do that shit. And it was like an ice cold. It, it, that's like where my reassurance. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna do this. Like a calm. There just wasn't yes. one area that they were better at us in. I've just it's that, never happened before. There was that one play where Baker ran that third and eight and dove for that first down right at the chains. That was big. I mean, yep. he just went head first. That was a big play. Uh, shouts out to Baker. That was a hell of a run. I was so scared. I thought he was like an inch short. But and that's we never get those spots like that either. And we were getting those all night. I couldn't believe well, it was. Yeah, when they showed it from the other side, I thought it was pretty apparent. I missed but, that one. But how do I say? But yeah, the refs didn't really screw us. So <laughs> shout how, out. I question for you guys now. How long do you guys think it will take, or will it be forever? That and case in point right there, even when we're up 28 nothing in the first damn quarter, we're all still sitting there it just scared shitless. Will that ever go away, Tom? I, I think I think after a couple uh, AFC North titles, um, once we get used to being on top, that'll slowly go down. But until then, I mean, we could be biggest underdogs or the biggest overdogs favorites and uh i think that i'll still always have apprehension that nerves in the gut apprehension is a good word yeah raleigh i I think it's going to be i think it's sooner than you think not necessarily in the playoffs which i have a thought on this but regular season games it's like they always matter it's kind of cool in the nfl how they always matter you're like if you look back at baker going off against cincinnati um and that second victory if he doesn't win that we're not in the playoffs but this year was insane with the afc north and how it shook out and another 10 and 16 not getting in but when we are knock on wood because i hope it happens i hope we don't have to wait another year consistently getting 10 plus wins a season that's a team that knows how to win a team that knows how to finish and it's like part of the culture change. There's going to be definitely a couple seasons of us where we should be confident, 
but we have that crippling anxiety, but we, I think as fans will kind of heal slowly in time. No, I, I agree with that. I think I, I'm kind of in between both you guys. Like Raleigh, I think that as we continue and it's, it's happening very fast to get more and more comfortable with this offense and the system and the fact that we have that, we have continuity for the first time in our lives. I think that it, it it's coming real quick where we're going to just start, you know, be comfortable with leads for once, but at the same time, if we ever, I mean, we'll be used if it happens ever, it'll be just, you know, another day, Tom. Yeah. I think you're gonna say well, I also think when we are completely happy with all of our, our position players too, I mean, we going into a game with injuries, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, you, you're a little worried, you know, even Joe Wood said in his press conference that, you know, his goal is we were going to give them those eight to 10 yard passes and let them move down that field, just like they did last week with Rudolph, you know, over 300 yards, but we didn't want to give them the big balls, but still as a fan, you're like, okay, but those 10 yard passes, we're just counting on Ben to, to throw a bad pass. And he did, but until that, we got a, a healthy, a healthy full unit out there, and we're happy with every position. You know that's that's going to take some time too. We'll have to draft well and attract some nice free agents this off season too. Also, kind of exp- and back to your question because I've never really thought about that, Kevin, until tonight, and I'm just kind of speaking my mind out loud. I guess that's what you do on a goddamn podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a head coach that we are very, very, very confident in the future with for our future. We have a quarterback that we are very, very confident and comfortable with our future and a front office. We're pretty confident. I don't know if they're the least proven, but I think he's been doing a hell of a good job, Barry. So every year and years past when we have those dicey leads or that we blow or barely squeak out, there's such a degree of, what the hell happens next? Are we mathematically eliminated from the playoffs? Are we getting a new head coach? Are we firing Hugh? Are we firing Hugh again? Um, and now there's just so much more certainty. I think what we felt as part of the, please God, can we end this dumpster fire nightmare? And you just reminded me, this is the first time in my life, I'm not counting the 90s, I was too young. The last time we won a playoff game, I was in kindergarten. This is the first off season, cut me if I'm wrong, that we have not been looking for right now. We've been talking, we'll be interviewing either a new GM and or a new coach and, or definitely arguing who our quarterback's going to be next year, but we have all three at the same time and all signs point to them being here for a long time. I mean, I can't think of an off season. We've ever had this before in my life. Uh, maybe what? 2002, maybe. Or the year yeah, after Bush we made Davis, it. Maybe back with- Butch. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the GMs. I think, yeah, but I mean, that's the closest though, but 20, it's been like 20 years. This is the closest we can go. Yeah. Don't get me. Yeah. Not to yeah. your point still absolutely stands, but I'm like, ah, that's a good question. When has it happened? Maybe yeah. after our two for winning thought. seasons, we, we've had three winning seasons in 20 years. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Including and, but, this year. And I think what I, what I was trying to keep reminding myself, when I was boys? happy. No, it's not is you got to remember everyone is that no one is still here from that old Browns inside that building. Really? really? And don't give no, me the, uh, whatever. I know D- depot and whatever, but that doesn't, none of the players, 
none of the or shout out to our boy uh joe batonio who's hopefully back for sunday he's i mean he's been here for seven years that's a lot everyone else that was ever part of the stench that was the browns years ago they're all gone like this this is a brand new team brand new franchise and something to be very proud of because and not to shit on everyone that's ever come in that building before we had a lot of good people that have come through players and personnel just didn't work out but the fact is this is a fresh brand new car with a sexy coat of paint and we are cruising down that highway of life right now baby did that work except jimmy haslam he needs to keep his greasy paws off of this mercedes did you see him but the, the great point but because raleigh now you reminded me if you look at uh was it i think it was either yeah Last week, uh, when we beat the Steelers at uh, at home, thanks to Tom Slipple being there in person, shout uh, out Tom. Kevin gave—I can call him Kevin because my name's Kevin. He gave Haslam a game ball in the locker room after they showed the video of it, and Haslam just grabbed it, said a quick thank you, thank you to everybody, and walked away. So he has really, really taken his hands off the wheel. I feel, and that right. That's the, it's the greatest thing ever. And Mr. Haslam, if you're listening or start listening someday. It's nothing against you. I think he really – he wants the team to do really well. He just wants his hands – he just wants to be a part of it. And he's not a football guy. He's a truck stop guy. He just he needs to not be Jerry Jones. Yep. Yeah. He, he, they're, Jerry Jones sucks. I think they are like the old guys from the Muppets um, that hey, laugh from – My dad and I watch like hours of those clips of those two. Could this, but anyway. Uh, yeah, going. they're hilarious. They're, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. I'm just kidding. I know. To feed the analogy, they are unintentionally funny dudes, but not who I, I don't know. I love, I love Jimmy Haslam now because he's finally hired the guys that know what they're doing. You got the hell out of the way. Yeah. And it only took him, you know, the 2010s to now to figure it out. But you know what? It's step in the right direction, Jimmy. Uh. So obviously the the greatest thing was when they were dancing to Corvette Corvette in the locker room after and the what I kept laughing at is the thought of everyone in our parents and older generation trying to figure out what the hell was going on in that moment with that song everyone kept saying Corvette Corvette yeah hilarious and they cuz I obviously I follow probably everyone on the team I swear to God, like 90 seconds after the game ended, you got the notifications, like 20 of them went on Instagram live right away. They were so happy. And we're just wiling out. It was amazing. Yeah. Let, let's take uh for our, let, let's take a uh, Juju Smith appreciation um, segment. So basically for those under taking Kevin's line, for those of you living under a rock, Juju Smith has been TikToking all year and he's been like dancing on other teams, logos and stuff. And that cost him against Cincinnati. Shout out the Bengals. Shout out Ohio. Um, and he was interviewed before the Browns game. And he was like, after their loss last week, he said, no, I'm glad we're playing them. It's a bunch of gray faces, which I don't know what the hell gray faces mean. Old, whatever. And basically disrespected him. And I'm not saying that we owe that victory to them, but we at least owe two touchdowns towards that. Uh, yeah, because it happened twice now to them in the past few weeks. He ran, he did that dance against the Bengals, and he got lit up with maybe the hardest hit of the year. Shout out Vaughn, shout out Bengals, because they were pissed off. Uh, and then when he comes in and calls us nameless gray faces, meaning we're a bunch of nobodies, and says the Browns are the Browns, which now everyone, Baker, everyone's been saying that all week. I love it. 
you, these are professional athletes. It, it's not a bunch of little kids on a playground or something. They are going, that is just, I was so happy when he made those comments because you know, Woods, AVP, Stefanski, Baker, that's bulletin board. Like that's on the front of the locker room on repeat or pictures of it the whole week. So thank you, Juju. And they did um, it again this week. Yeah, and Chase, uh, rookie Chase Claypool yesterday was on Twitch doing a video game Clay- or something. Claypool. Yeah, and, I, said we're, and said the Browns are going to get clapped next weekend. Dude, look, you're an unbelievable player. You have, by all by all signs, going to have uh, just your all-pro caliber type receiver. Use your play. The Stop using your mouth. Like, just, yeah, and even one of our – I forget who it was. Someone, One of our players tweeted over him, like, Dude, like you guys gotta just quit. Like, go on vacation. Like, enough's enough. Like, you just got smacked. Like, why are you still talking? <laughs> Someone, so a joke who commented like, "Stay home." <laughs> or somebody. It's it was really funny. I will. Clay pulls. I mean, I guess that happens when you have social media and you have millions of followers. If you say something stupid, people are gonna come after you hard. His was kind of like, "Yeah, we did lose," but. They're going to lose next week, so screw it. And it's like, I don't know. I think the media is making too big of a deal of it. Now, don't get me wrong. If we were about to play them again, I'd be like, hell yeah, play that in the locker rooms to Bansky. But it's like, they're already (laughs) out. And the kid's, what, he 21, 22? Like yeah, I said a lot dumber things when I was twenty one or twenty two. No, and I agree. I was worse, but you just got your ass. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't. uh, It wasn't over time. They got pummeled you yeah. can't go now, talk run your mouth when you just get yeah. beat to what was little brother Anything before thing you say is under a magnifying glass hmm? yeah but yeah. that's just Anything uh, you say after that loss people are going to listen to i got a question for you again so how did your emotions fluctuate like if you could describe how you felt sunday night versus monday for today did you guys have any kind of uh was there any evolving in that or like where you're at now, where you're at then, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I keep asking questions that I have a premeditated answer on, but whatever. That's what I've done. You're fine. Tom, you go first. Well, and you guys have made it a little bit unfair for me because after yeah, being you know, a nice guest first. on the World Famous Dogs of War podcast, <laughs> I'm about to say I've had, I've had people messaging me out of nowhere. So after the win, I was getting messages for the next 48 hours. Hour still, and it kept going and going, so it was awesome. So my high still haven't that. stopped. That get get you that class. I love that so much. You know, <laughs> for me, I would have, and, and there's no way to prove this. And of course, people are gonna be like, "Well, it's easy to say now." I well, I said it kind of when I said that no one's afraid of that team. I said that on the podcast last week. I scared my. I was scared going into the game because of how confident and how at peace I was with playing the Steelers and how I was just almost certain we were going to win. It just, it was, the stars were just so perfectly aligned um, for, for a lot of reasons. I mean, you talk about stuff on the field, off the field, you got Baker rocking Tom's bracelet, Siple strong shout out, go to at uh, Tom Siple's Instagram page. You can see what we're talking about. So I think from like the, it never really changed during the week. I think after the game, I caught myself, I was sitting on the TV was off my phone, I think I was just, I didn't even like, I was just looking at one tweet. I think I sat on my couch for like 20 minutes before realizing I was sitting on my couch for 20 minutes. I was so stunned. I mean, I had people, my, everyone in my family were FaceTiming. I mean, it was, 
I don't know how to explain it. And that's how everyone is right now. And so this has been the most euphoric since game seven of the Cavs. It was about as close. I've heard some people say more than that the night that happened. So I can't even, I mean, the day that not going to jinx it, if it went with that Super Bowl happens, I mean, I think who said it last year? One of our players said, yeah, you're going to have to rebuild the whole city. It's going to burn down to the ground and it absolutely will. Yeah, it's fair. Um, mine, I guess, well, obviously there was the game, that roller coaster. But after it, I was just so happy for so, so, so many people, including the players, because people look at them as like a commodity often. It's like, no, these guys, they hear about it when they're underperforming and they've wanted to win more than we wanted them to win. You're happy a commodity. For them. Yeah, thanks, man. You're a commodity too. Um, but it was mostly joy filled and being happy for others, happy for myself, happy for Tom, happy for the state. But then the next day, still a whole lot of happiness. Don't get me wrong, but it started shifting towards happiness built on the pain of Steelers fans that they were going through. And it's just been magical. Like I I made that disclaimer. I traditionally, I, I do not find joy in the pain of others, but with the Steelers, such an exception the smug Steelers not every Steelers fan there's a hell of a lot of good Steelers fans and I got a lot of DMs from ones that I like saying hey man great game happy for y'all but the smug ones that live in Ohio Youngstown whatever that we've just been having to hear from time and again oh I just wanted to taste their tears and it was just magic yeah if I if I if I start talking about that group of Steelers fans I'm going to say terrible horrific things so I'm not going to go there but you nailed it. Just it's, happy for everything and everyone and all these different storylines and all the different the years of suffering and pain and Raleigh, what were you calling it? Yeah, well, we were talking about this before the show. Yeah, this probably won't get us canceled. People know where I'm coming from. <laughs> Maybe they won't. It felt like we overcame some type of oppression, like not real oppression. I've never been oppressed, but from a fan base standpoint, the Brown Steelers relationship since Big We've, Ben got into the league. That's the definition of football. We finally right? got into the after party. We finally got the invite to the after party. Well, we got to the after party. We beat the living shit out of the coolest kid there that hadn't been inviting us for so long or whatever that analogy. And took his girlfriend and made a and, video with her. And not and that went, video, not that kind of video without ruining their lives. And like, they still went to college afterwards and graduated student debt free i don't know this analogy no i had some some i had my sealer buddies reach out and uh, you know they were it was like congrats nothing you know you guys beat the shit out of us but a few of them said and which i was happy to hear they're like it's on now it's back on let's do this so depending on what happens with them but and hopefully burrow gets back healthy lamar ain't going nowhere fast this (laughs) this is going to be a gong show of a conference for a long time to come knock on what everyone stays healthy if, if the Steelers could be at the bottom for like three years that'd be sick like just Absolutely. just please lord give us that so we can talk about the rest of the week Raleigh and I are going to have on someone from one of the top Kansas City podcasts these podcasts uh, they'll be releasing on Thursday we'll have the Friday five probably on Sunday I'm assuming so the Friday five on Sunday because again content and I just, I encourage everyone to 
just keep enjoying this. I mean, the the misery that we've all gone through, just enjoy it. And let, don't even think about Kansas City till tomorrow. Today, what did I say? Tuesday, so Wednesday, Thursday. Keep enjoying this. We can start talking about business in the next couple of days, next game. Uh, here's one thing that is encouraging. Uh, Kansas City defense ain't nowhere near as good as Pittsburgh's defense. So that's something to start thinking about. Yeah, we got to go against Mahomes and cheat code. But, I mean, this team isn't unbeatable. But, I don't know. Um, you're the guest of honor. What, any, any final thoughts about anything at all? What are we feeling? Tom, Tom, uh, before, you, before we close out, before we close out, will you tell us what it felt like when you saw what Baker was wearing? Ooh. I don't know how the oh, hell we didn't think of asking that. I saw, I saw that little orange right under his uh, long sleeve shirt, and then it eventually worked its way out of the shirt. And I'm like, dude, that's the bracelet I gave him. That is insane. You know, I never thought that, you know, during the game, you know, okay, I'll take all this stuff off and get ready. But he had it on, and then right afterwards, he messaged me, and he's like, dude, Cyple Strong, good luck, buddy. He, he's like, I'm not taking it off. So I'm, I'm pumped. It was, it was great. Casual, casual DM from Bake after a playoff win. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. For those of you that, again, I said this earlier in the episode, but check out, we'll have the links in the episode description too, but go check out Tom's page because I, I posted too. I said, I'm wearing mine. I've been wearing mine. Uh, they're, y'all remember the Live Strong bracelets, but these are orange Cyple Strong bracelets. And Tom gave one to Baker at the game in Cleveland last weekend and he wore it for the game against the Seals the other night. And so once again, Holy Cyple. shit, I didn't even make this connection. So, Tom, you're a big part of the reason where why Baker just decided to ball out. Being an Ohio State alumni, you know, go, going into last night's game, and I didn't even care if we won or not, the Ohio State game. Yeah, that tough. goes to show you Good the quarter. cloud nine that I'm still on with the Browns, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough game, but I, after the Browns game, it doesn't matter what happened the rest of the week. It's all Browns, baby. That's all that matters right now. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, the uh, the Buckeyes got their asses kicked, and it didn't even It was a good first out. quarter. It was a good uh, first quarter. They were talking about that on Cleveland Radio this morning, too. They were saying that, look, everyone – well, first of all, there's no – you know, any some of these other fan bases trying to talk shit. Yeah, right. There was not any other team in the country – including Ohio state that would have gone in there beat Bama last night. They're on another planet, another world. And we kind of knew that going into it, but yeah, Tom agreed with you hundred percent. They're talking about that in Cleveland radio this morning saying, yeah, of course, everyone's bummed that the Buckeyes lost, but you can't even pretend that that's going to ruin your day or be as down as you would be. Cause the Browns is just eclipsing everything. Hmm. So yeah. magical. So Ronald, that's all I got. Tom, any, any final thoughts for the week for the game? No man, I'm just I'm just pumped. All I'm all I'm saying is watch out, Cream Hunt's gonna go in there on fire, buddy. Amen to that. Raleigh, anything? Uh, it's just uh, if we haven't said it before, say it again. Been thinking it. Everybody, just cherish how you're feeling today, yesterday, the week before as a Browns fan. Remember how it felt to make it to the playoffs when we beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> A week ago, it's so sick that we beat them twice in a row. Remember how it felt going into the game hearing, oh, they have all their starters back. We're supposed to get our ass kicked. What it felt like to be like, oh, yeah, COVID would happen to us. We, our head coach would get it. 
and then somehow going to Heinz Field and beating the shit out of them. Just remember how magical this feeling is for the rest of your life. Uh, making Ben cry, literally. Making Ben cry. <laughs> yep. Good. We forgot. How do we forget that? <laughs> but how do we forget that? Oh, first, man. We first of all, Mrs. Davis, apologies on behalf of your son because of how long, many times he swore in this episode. So did I? I'll, did I drop any f bombs? I don't know. I'll, I'll save her. You know what text is coming from from Mama Davis. I will say. I will echo everything you guys just said. Keep the faith. Keep. I've never been so pumped up before. I mean, I'm just so happy right now. I. It's just something. It's amazing to know what having a, a real football team feels like. But for Tom, for Raleigh, for myself, thank you for tuning in to the Dogs of War podcast. We will see you back with a couple more episodes this week. Again, we'll have all the information to what we were talking about with Tom's bracelets and just disciple strong. Tom, always just truly thankful that you could join us here tonight. You look great. I mean that. So everyone's still thinking and praying for you. We're going to take you guys out tonight. Jarvis Landry released a new rap song and a music video today. We're going to take you out with that. So on that, good night, Cleveland. I got some dirt on my boots. I got some hurt in my heart. I got some niggas that love me. That I still love them, dog. I got some dirt on my boots. I got some hate in my heart. I got some niggas that love me. That I still love them, God. I got some jumping off the porch, got a lot of force going for the glory, pain coming for I didn't put my feelings to the side, what I used to dream about, I'm coming for Jungle turned me to a carnival, with diamonds on me and designer Dior Niggas seem like they don't know me no more, damn right you don't know me no more I'm progressively transforming, I got a whole lot of bands on me I put my daughter in Gucci, that's funny, nigga I'm Gucci, don't act me for nothing G-Money ain't with me, you know that they talking, went to the league, they said I was lucky I was determined to make it from nothing, put my family at the mud, we stuck it I got some dirt on my boots I got some hurt in my heart. I got some niggas that love me. That I still love them, go. I got some dirt on my boots. I got some hate in my heart. I got some niggas that love me. That I still love them, go. I cannot lose. Came here with nothing, no like to discuss it. Say that you love me. Then cry me one time, now I cannot trust it. Sending that heat to my cousin. A nigga don't win, so like he and my brother or something. That put my heart in my stomach. They take it for granted, my loving. Stay up on myself, I had to keep the distance. Thought about what I was missing. But I had my eye on the mission, and my focus was on competition. I know everybody been watching me, more than the people that I can see. Even my idols will grab a seat. When I'm on top, I will never leave. My son and my daughter come after me. They could be more than an athlete. That's why I ain't make him a junior, because he got to leave his own legacy. Broke through the curse in the family. Most of this verse about family, about what it was, and about what it can be. I'm back on that bullshit, that I wish you was shit. I want more than I could get. Been keeping the hood lit, ain't even a plug yet. We linking, they loaded, chilling in Florida, sending my love back. I cannot lose. Came here with nothing, don't like to discuss it. Say that you love me, then cry me one time. Now I cannot trust it, sending that heat to my cousin. A nigga don't win, so like he and my brother or something. That put my heart in my stomach, they take it for granted, my love is. Came here with nothing, don't like to discuss it. Say that you love me, then cry me one time. Now I cannot trust it, sending that heat to my cousin. A nigga don't win, so like he and my brother or something. That put my heart in my stomach. They take it for granted, my lovin'.